Thank you very much for listening to the blog today at www.graciousunion.org. Today is May 10th, 2013, and the title of this blog is The Acceleration of Promise. You can read the comments that I will be sharing here pretty much the way that they're shared online, along with a picture that begins with a photo of Martin Richard. You, you maybe remember Martin. He was the eight-year-old boy who was killed in the Boston Marathon bomb attack. Um, and in the classroom, he once, at a project, held up a picture that said, No more hurting people, peace, with hearts on either side and a peace sign underneath. Um, somehow kids start out knowing what it is we are all trying to get to, and reminders that we might have lost our way in some ways like this should never be at such a price. That's what we're supposed to be taking care of for the kids, not the other way around. So I hope you'll take a moment to look at the picture. It it says a lot more than anything I might share here, actually. So, But what I wanted to talk about today was that on a recent trip to the churches in California in early February, uh, Janie Spar, the Reverend Dr. Janie Adams Spar, the founding minister evangelist of that all may freely serve, she and I met with Hamp Deck. Uh, the Reverend Dr. Hampton Deck is the pastor at the First Presbyterian Church in Vallejo, California. And in a conversation about our work and our spiritual lives, we, we got around to this discussion about a deep sense of longing that seems to be everywhere churning, just churning below the surface of everything. It comes up in conversations that we have with just about everyone we speak with. And no matter what we start out talking about, we end up ultimately talking about this presence around us and within everything we see that is just about palpable. We can almost touch it. And Hamp acknowledged that he knew exactly what we were talking about, as others had. And he said that a friend of his refers to this as the great ontological ache of our times. Yes, that made sense. The, the ache had little to do with pain as we understand it in our daily lives. It's not about a headache or a toothache or earache or anything like that. But it's, it's about the ache of giving birth. Giving birth within a universe that is anticipating a new hope, compassion, promise, and yes, love. It's an advent as in the time of anticipation preceding the birth of Jesus. That, that signal that, that tells us there is a shifting swing of the eternal pendulum that is bringing us into an age of the possible in which we believe. It's the promise we know so well. The promise that is held across many faith traditions. A promise of love accelerating even or perhaps more significantly, in the midst of great sorrow and turmoil. When I began this blog some time ago, I really actually began it in a response to a specific set of circumstances that had to do with churches leaving our denomination. Well, some churches in the Presbyterian Church USA have found it necessary to leave the denomination because of differences. And while presbyteries have been trying to establish procedures for a quote-unquote gracious separation, to deal with these painful separations and doing their best to avoid some of the early rancor and litigation that surrounded these divisions. Even in this, the midst of these types of things, there is change. You know, I can't help thinking in 
that we are shifting into a time that is calling us not to gracious separation, but to gracious union. That we are not on the way to a terminus of division or divide. And so graciousunion.org was begun to try and talk about this, write about it, and what it might mean and how the impact of what we do more broadly reflects our beliefs to one another and to the world in which we witness so that we can start moving perhaps in the direction along with the way in which the pendulum is shifting. Now, none of this is to say that all the churches who plan to leave the denomination have done so or that they're going to change their minds. It is not to say that those things which cause the stir, the differences in theology, women's ordination, full inclusion of the folks who are LGBTQ, marriage equality, and more, that all of these are resolved, and those who remain are of one mind. But it is to suggest that we are approaching a newly revived denomination as a result of these struggles, and that the gifts of this revival, born out of the sacrifices of many, are in fact providing us with an opportunity to come together in ways that have not been seen for a very long time, if ever before, in this church. The acceleration of change all around us is in everyone's talking points, not just in the church. It's happening so fast. Wow, I can't believe that this is going so quickly. Well, that's usually part of what you hear people say. And yet these changes like with any other great reformation, have long been struggled for, long sacrificed for, and are now emerging on the shoulders of those who have gone before. This movement of the Spirit out of those who have led us, lead us now, and will take us into the future, is not a movement in free fall or on the path to self-destruction. It's quite the contrary. If viewed with a wider vision, it is, I think, the urgings of the gospel that pulls us forward with the two greatest of the commandments, with a mission to stop the cynicism, the arguing, the fighting, the legislative attacks, and more, and to remember the commandments of love for God and one another that bring us together in a gracious union, witnessing to the one another and to the rest of the world that the ontological ache for which they have no words, is real. And it is an advent, not an apocalypse. It is a witness that lives into a loving way forward, accelerating the belief and the promise that there can be peace among us, graciously bringing us together, and more deeply bringing us together in service to those whom we are called to serve and to love. Maybe... It's because the kids are closer to their love of their maker or closer to the ground <laughs> that they really get this so easily. Hopefully it is this, and because they see it the way of those who love them and they learn from them. But whatever it may be, Martin is right. And we owe his memory and all those who will follow him in us the acceleration of the promise as best we can so that what we are passing on to them will be better, safer, fully welcoming, and a gracious and abundant reflection of the love that began it all. So thank you very much for listening, and, and please, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Part of the reason for beginning the blog was to get a dialogue and a conversation going in an informal way. So visit www.graciousunion.org. 
or www.tamps.org and leave a message and we will be sure to post it. And in the meantime, as always, we send our prayers and best wishes for God's grace and gracious love upon you and all. Peace.